Hi everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Fuelixer. Fuelixer is the sports nutrition subscription box built for endurance athletes and enthusiasts. Every weekend, thousands of men and women strap on their running shoes, hop on their bikes, plunge into pools to train for the next big race. From newbies to Olympic athletes, these individuals are serious about their sports. Spending thousands of dollars on equipment, coaching, and training, all in an effort to reach their peak. They don't know it, but they're missing something. The power they are after isn't in the fancy gear or in coaching alone. The real secret is nutrition. And when it comes to sports performance, what you put in your body matters as much as what you do with your body. Rather than shipping subscribers a random box of sports nutrition products, Fuelixer builds boxes using a combination of performance data from Strava, nutrition requirements, and taste preferences. Fuelixer sees the types of workouts you do and gets insights into the weekly training volume. Fuelixer combines this data with nutrition requirements and your preferences gathered through the Fuelixer survey. Empowered by sports nutritionists, ex-pro cyclists, competitive athletes, in a little math, Felixer's journey begins by doing the shopping, researching, and calculating for you, the athlete. Felixer makes practicing sports nutrition a personalized experience for newbies all the way to U.S. Olympic athletes. It's easy and fun to get started. All you have to do is go to Felixer.com, connect your Strava performance data, take a quick nutrition survey, and boom, Fuelixer selects the sports nutrition gels, bars, chews, hydration, protein, and recovery fuel that fit your individual nutritional requirements and preferences. All you do is you choose your Fuelixer recommended box size that was calculated based on your historical performance data. With Fuelixer, you can unlock your potential and really get back to what you are most passionate about. Whether it's cycling, running, or swimming, Fuelixer fuels you. Now, let's tune in to the Fuel Talk podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Pablo Quiroga. I'm your host, and this is Fuel Talk, the show where we discover people and products with ties to nutrition, data, performance sports, and the mind. On today's episode, we welcome Maite Mijan. Maite was born and raised in the south of France, and ever since her father introduced her to swimming at a young age, Maite's summers were spent in the water. With a little nudge from her mother in 2000, she started synchronized swimming and joined the best club in France. And after thousands of hours training, Maite later moved to Paris in 2009 to train with a national team and competed in many European championships, world championships, and was part of the French duet for the London Olympics in 2012. Training and competing was not enough for Maite, so she stacked her resume by earning a degree in communication studies during this period of intense training and competition. Maite's exploratory character actually led her to make a move to Sin City. So in 2013, she moved to Las Vegas to perform in the show La Rev the dream at the Wynn Resort. Today we will discover Maite's journey as an athlete, 
her passion with creative synchronized swimming and what it's like to start an athletic career at the age of 12. I'm here sitting um, at Copa in Las Vegas with uh, one of the synchronized swimmers from La Rev, uh, Maite Mijon. I got it. Um, so yeah, Maite, thanks so much, first of all, for making the time and extra time to, to record again. I really, really appreciate it. This is the first time it's ever happened, so I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, uh, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll dive into it. Um, so yeah, you know, we were, we were just finishing talking about, I guess, um, your whole, like, taking a look at your entire path, you know, with synchronized swimming. I know you started at a really, really super young age. Um, you're from France. You're from a small town in the south of France, correct? Uh, near a very famous mountain, right? So um, we have an audience that listens from all over the world. So I'm going to give you the chance to kind of, um, I guess, share your origin story, like where you come from and, and how kind of like you ended up here in Vegas. So go ahead. So... Um I'm from French, from Carpentras, which is like 15 minutes from Mont Ventoux, like one of the hardest part of the Nardiest climbs in <laughs> France, yeah. Um, so I started synchronized swimming when I was nine um, in a small club, and I started because I watched the Olympic Games in 2012, and my parents had a pool, and I was just playing around and trying to do stuff which was not working, but yeah. Well, yeah. my mom was like, I want to try, so I was like, okay, I tried, and I hated it for the first year, until we did yeah. the end of the year exhibitions, I was like, oh, it's actually fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like most, most, most kids, and most people, they start off like, you know, probably crawling and walking and running. Um, you're, you had a fork in the road, which basically, instead of running, you started swimming. Yeah. Right? My dad told me how to swim. I was cool. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. So you, still, you still remember? Like, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Cool. Teaching me. So it was fun. Were you the type of child that like just ran up to the pool and jumped in the water? Or yeah. were you kind of oh, cautious no, no, no. like near the steps? I was just like going for it. And I was like, okay. Oh, like all in. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so... A couple of years in this small club, and then I went to a, a bigger one when I was 12. So I left my parents' house. I was 12. I went to this campus slash dorm. So school in the morning and uh, training in the afternoon. Full on like synchronized swimming camp. Like, yes. Where you go to Five just live in the week. water. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was fun. I did that for five years. So I had like, in this campus, it was like people from all over the country. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all over the country. And we were all doing like different sports. So it was cool, we were going to school together. And after that, like everybody was going to practice and we were meeting for dinner and uh -huh. hanging out at night. So that was cool. How was it, how intense was the training? Like At this time, it was like four or five hours per day. Mm -hmm. But when you say four or five hours a day, like what were you doing exactly? So we usually do like beginning of the season we swim a lot, just laps, just to get back in shape and use to be back in the water. So uh, just like regular freestyle yeah. swimming? Okay. So we do that and then we do a lot of 
we do um, ballet class, we do uh, a little bit of running, uh, a little bit of like flexibility too on the land, and what is like uh, going to the gym mm-hmm. to get like those muscles that we don't find in the water. Yeah. Um, a lot of like also on the land, a lot of like acrobatic stuff for the lifts that we do in the water. Okay. Um, what are we doing? So the, like the app, I mean, most of the things, like all these things for you, I mean, you know, people pretty much learn about it at a later age, like yeah. in their teens. Yeah, yeah. You were doing this at 12, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, uh, but, no, yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, everyone around you was, was doing it, so it was normal, right? Yeah, like for you, it was, it was normal, Except my, no big deal. Uh, people from school, like after school, they were just like going home and hang out and they were like, okay, going to practice and practice yeah. and practice. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard, like, I was kind of like, I don't have like a, kind of want to hang out with my friend after <laughs> school and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I want to be a normal person, but right now I'm like, I'm happy that I was like, not like normal and I had the chance to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So after the academy, what was the next step for you? So after that, after five years there, I went to Paris to the um, National uh, Sports Center. Okay. Um, for three years, so I was there. I was like part of the national team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was same thing, but bigger, with more people and big uh, infrastructure. Infrastructure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was huge um, over there. So I, then I compete for like uh, European Championships and World Championships. And in 2012, I was a um, reserve for the duet for the Olympic Games. So when you when you were training, were you doing mainly um, like individual synchronized or a team? I was doing everything solo, duo, and team. Solo, duo, and team. Okay. Yeah. Is that and normal? Like, do you do all three, or some people just concentrate on one? Or something? No. Uh, your level, like okay. you le- more or less. Um, I was doing three of them until I was 18, and then I went to Paris and I was just part of the team and reserved for the duet. So I was doing a little bit of both. And uh, yeah, uh, over there the training was different because I stopped school at this time and I was just training all day, like six to eight hours per day. What year did you stop school? When I was 18. So high school. Yeah, I mean, I got I got graduated cool. and I stopped kind of, but then I was doing online school. Right. So like you already graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But over there was more training, so I was yeah. just training during the day and after that going home. I mean, in my room and studying, trying to study a little yeah. bit. And so I have a degree in communication too, but I did it online. I was not going to school at this time. Yeah. Um, you were mainly just swimming. Everything was about swimming. Yeah. Right. All day long, swimming, swimming. I mean, did you have any uh, extracurricular activities? Like, did you do anything else for fun, or was it just? Not really. It's hard to What was start. the goal for you at that time? Like, why were you doing so much swimming? Like, what was the point? Well, the goal was. Like, did you want to make the Olympic team? Did, yeah. Did you? What did you want to do? The goal was to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. And we didn't. So. But we kind of knew like a year before that so we won one. But Why? Because it's hard to change the um, ranks. So off the rankings. Yeah. Okay. You know the 
teams are the same year after year, so you know who you're competing against who. And the year before the Olympics, is the same team that's going to be there, even like two or three years before. It, because if you keep the same team, you have better chance to have a right. great. Like longer the girls stay together, better they know each other, and better they can walk together and do something good. So it was um, a year before we kind of knew that it wasn't going to work, but we kept training for it. And we, we had also like different competition, like the world championships, and and the goal is like it's hard to beat somebody, but the goal is more like okay, do the best that you can and have a great career and look nice and. But like, I mean, it's tough, right? Because if you know two or three years ahead of time that you're not going to be able to go to the Olympics, because yeah. Olympics is every four but years. But you always have hope because you're always like, you never know what's going to happen. Okay. Maybe somebody in the like your enemy team, maybe somebody's going to break a leg like the day before. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or she's going to sleep yeah. in the shower. So you want to be prepared. You want to be ready for Yeah, that. you never know. Yeah, like, you never know what happened. And you always have this. Otherwise, if you don't have hope, you, you don't do anything. Or like, if you don't have goals, and like, if you don't have these little things that keeps you alive, you're like, okay, why am I doing that? Yeah, so, totally. So, you always try. And when it didn't work with, um, with the team, I was... Uh, was a duet and was like, okay, I'm gonna try to make it, but I didn't make it either. So yeah. like, okay, well, I failed twice and I was kind of frustrating. Yeah. And my last year, like 2012, was really hard for me. A lot of frustration and. Do you get? Do you get? Uh, like, what's the? I guess the uh, your experience with income, like how do you how do you you know make it? I ask because yeah, I know in the United right. States it's a big deal. Um, in terms of you know the Olympic athletes don't make any money. The, yeah. the only way they survive is off of sponsorships. Yeah. Right? Well, it's the same in France. Um, I mean, at least for synchronized swimming, yeah. I didn't get anything. Right. So I was paying for uh, the campus, but it was. It's not as expensive as here. It was maybe, I don't know, 1500 per year. Okay. So it's not like here. Yeah, like it's probably that, that's probably like per month here or something. Yeah. Um, so this, and then, you know, don't have any income. And that's also a reason why I was like, okay, that's enough. Because it's like a full-time job, but you don't get sure. paid. Sure. And you're exhausted, but like you cannot do too much outside of it because you don't have money and it's your parents paying for you. And yeah. I don't like asking my parents money, or, but like when I wanted to go back home, I had to take the train, which was like $150. And I was like calling my parents, like, hey, I haven't seen you for two months. Can you buy me a train ticket, please? Yeah. But I felt bad about it because. Yeah. I wanted to see them, but I didn't have money to, and I was like, yeah, between 18 and 20, and I was like, okay, I'm big enough now, I want to yeah. be responsible, and it was kind of one of the things that made me want to stop too, because I was like, okay, now it's time to. What was your, your parents' like approach or reaction to you wanting to do synchronized swimming? Oh, do you, do your family, do they yeah. come, are they athletes? Like, no. what, what are they? No, no, no. Uh, my brother runs a lot, like he's a little bit crazy about like running and okay. he does like a hundred miles run and Oh, he mountains. does like endurance like, yeah. runs, yeah. Um, but otherwise my parents, no, they're not really athletes. Uh, 
but they're always supporting me like since I'm super young like they're like they never pushed me that's what I really like because sometimes I see like people who are like pushing kids and like it's not gonna help if he doesn't want to do it that's it you know but my parents never pushed me they're always being super supportive so like well if you want to stop you stop okay but no, I want to keep going and then that's my last year I was like okay I think I'm ready to stop they're like okay stop it's okay you know there's yeah. not a problem but then it was like no you have to keep going so that's why I really liked about them because they never like a pressure from them or like you know so that was good we were talking a little bit about um, your breathing also, like how important that is. And I'm sure you had to kind of like build that up since you were young, right? Since you were 12. So do you kind of just notice it that your breathing just gets better over time just because of the training and the yeah, amount when, that you do? Yeah, yeah. Because of training, mm -hmm. uh, you just like get better and better all the time. But yeah, it just happens. Yeah. Just happens. And like your endurance is getting better too. And we do a lot of like, a lot of, um, I don't know how to call it. But like, kind of like alternative, like you do the routine for like 30 seconds, you have 30 seconds rest and you do that like 10 right. times. Yeah. Right, the intervals. Of, yeah. yeah, intervals. So we do a lot of this and that helps a lot too, like right. build you like everything like endurance and breathing and like trying to get better like technique and stuff so so now you're you're here in, in las vegas right you're you're one of the synchronized swimmers at la rev mm -hmm. uh one of 14 so how was that transition for you when you came out here um i guess in terms of like was it a culture shock for you like you know when you first came to las vegas um and then also like working and, and you know working in a different type of environment right it wasn't all about maybe um, like being judged as like getting points and stuff it was more like making m doing it for the audience right and well like cultural shock yeah for sure because I mean I've been to US before but never lived there and okay. it's different but I cannot say which one is the best because there's some better things in one country and better in another one. So, uh, but like food, it was terrible. I remember going to the uh, supermarket for the first time and yeah. crying and calling my mom and be like, I don't know what to buy. Like, what do I do? And she was like, Well, I don't know what to say. I was like, Well, I'm going home, so I didn't buy anything. I went home and I was just crying. Like, that's funny. What is yeah. this food? Yeah. But, Serious, so like people don't understand that. No. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand that. My wife is from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. She came here like 10 years ago. Same thing, young age, yeah. by herself. Didn't know like how to eat. You know, it was different food, right? Yeah. She she told me the same it's thing huge. that you're telling me. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't imagine being just like upset about you know not having the food that you're used to all the time. You know, it's. I mean, I, because you eat every day. You know, it's something like you yeah, need, you, you know? need to eat. Right? So, if you don't have what you like, it's like, and you need to eat something good to make you yeah. happy and make you feel good. Yeah, you know? food so, makes you feel great. Yeah, yeah. so, and uh, about the show, it was for me hard to, like, uh, different 
from the competition because in the show you use your body like in a different way and it was pretty hard for me to like understand how to use my body. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about how it was different from um, being very technical, right? Use of your arms and legs and, and your neck probably, you know, yeah. different postures and stuff to at La Rev, you know, it's the, the dream, right? Yeah. So um, it's a very central uh, and romantic uh, performance and you got to kind of like, you know, share that vibe yeah, to the people to watching like, you. Yeah, you have to share with the audience. Yeah. That's why it's really cool and fun. And, and you're I, connecting with your feet, right? Like there was a yeah. guy here who was like, oh, I, I can notice you by your feet. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I, that impacted him, obviously. Because yeah. he, you know, because they're watching the legs and stuff. So yeah. even your feet have to be like yeah. smiling, right? That's true. <laughs> but also like, I remember like in Synchro competing, it was super like, you have to be pretty and everything has to be perfect. And I remember one of my first rehearsals at Lorette, my coach telling me like, no, but be ugly now. And I was like, I don't know how to do it because for like the past 15 years, you, you have to be like, I don't know, like put your shoulder down and really like long legs and stuff. And she was like, I want you to be like a monster or whatever. I was like, I don't know how to do a monster, you know, like, yeah. she's like, you have to go like this on stage. I was like, how do I do that? I, how do you want me to be, to look like I'm super ugly mm -hmm. when I'm doing something artistic? Yeah. But then I learned about it and it's, it was terrible. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do, uh, do you, um, try to get and like what's your muse for being an artist like where do you get your inspiration from well you, um, when I moved here at the beginning for the first three weeks you're not in the show so you do like you learn how to do scuba diving and you learn the show it's integration and every single night you watch the show so you just look at all those people and, and it's really you look at all those people so talented and you're yeah. like wow so it kind of like brings you a lot and you kind of look at like captains and other girls, how do they move and people who've been there for a long time and I, I think that's how I find my inspiration. Do you watch any ballet or anything? Like, no, I don't. No. no, but it's also great to go and see other shows on the street yeah. because even if they don't have synchronized swimming, you can see how talented people are and you kind of like, it's your friend, you hang out with them out of work but you cannot forget that they are so talented and right. then you go and see the show and you're like, whoa. I just remembered, I was at, um, at David Barton for a couple months and one of the Pilates instructors, she, this was like four years ago maybe, she was one of the swimmers in the big bowls at Zumanity yeah. and she was this tiny little thing. Um, and she did a private show for us in the room. She moved around this tiny room. I mean, it's a quarter of where we are right now. 10 by, 10 by 20, maybe. She moved to this song. She put the song on, and every beat, different drum and different thing, there was something, I mean, I, honestly, I think she made her ears dance. Like, she was so in touch with her body. That's what is cool made about things move. performers, it was because crazy. you can talk to somebody like a normal person, and then when you see them moving and performing, you're like, is it the same person that right. I just talked to? Like, yeah. it's insane. So that's yeah. why it can, it's kind of like a, 
hiding something yeah. behind your personality. Yeah. And I also feel like on stage you are somebody different, completely different. Because I mean, you have to be in your character. What kind of animal are you on stage? Uh, it depends. If like, you could describe yourself. Well, actually, in the show, a I no. <laughs> I used to play to play a lizard in the show. A lizard. Yeah, okay. but they cut the character. Yeah. But I used to play this character. And I loved it. It was really fun. And now then it depends on my Sometimes I still like more like a yeah, kind of like a snake or something. Okay. And then after that you have to be really seductive. You just have your legs, but you have yeah. to be seductive with your legs or like you have to like uh, share so many emotions and whatever. And, and that's what animals are, mm -hmm. that's what they are, right? They're but full of But we emotion. do a lot of uh, workshop and like we try like on the land and try to like, sometimes they're like, okay, do the bacon. Uh, how do I do the bacon, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. so you just on the floor and like right. trying to, like. It's a, your interpretation of yeah, it. Yeah, but it's so interesting. And those workshop helped me a lot to perform and to, be somebody else on stage. We were also talking a little bit about um, the, I guess, logistics of your performance at La Rev. So like um, your transitions, you know, and little things like that. And it's actually funny how, you know, your transitions at your performance when you're doing La Rev, they're kind of like mirror the transitions and triathlons that you've been in, right? Yeah. So, um, how important are those transitions for you? Like, and has have you had any hiccups? Like, have you had any errors with that before? Well, the only difference between transition in the show and in triathlon is like in triathlon, if I want to take ten minutes, I take ten minutes. You know. Sure. In the show, the music won't wait for me. Sure. Like nobody's gonna wait for me, so right. I have to change and go back on stage. Triathlon, like I buy myself. That's and true. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. But otherwise, it's the same thing. Right. You get out of the pool, you change. And you go back, same yeah. 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 but yeah, it's a new difference. So how do you like being on the rev? It's great, I really like it, like it's been a four and a half years now and I really enjoy it, like just being on stage is like something amazing and sharing something with the audience and having like people over there are now my friends and even more like some of them are like family, you know, it's like because my family is so far, but everybody comes from all around the world, so everybody's kind of alone when you get here, mm -hmm. and then you create like your friends, and then like you spend Christmas with them, and New Year's, and like all holidays with them, and it's becoming like a big family, so that's yeah, yeah. Cool. And I'm sure that shows too in the shows and your yeah. performances, how close you guys are, and you know, you, you have your own, you know, close vibe and, and, and connections and energies and stuff makes the, the whole show even explode more yeah. probably. No, that's really it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So um, do you have any any triathlon competitions or anything coming up or any uh, next goals? one will be in September. I wish there were one before but I yeah. guess like it's too hot in Vegas. Yeah. yeah but September at the end of September I do one in uh, Lake Mead so I'm excited about it and yeah. hopefully I'll be better on my bike. Yeah. How do you how do you like been um, like riding on the lifetime ride? Like how do you enjoy riding with it's the, really with the cool. group? Because there's a lot of people that ride. So. It is a lot, but I was really scared at the beginning because I didn't know anybody and because I was 
I mean, I'm still really slow, and I was scared to be like the last one and yeah. won't be able to make it. But actually, because you're really competitive. You, yeah. yeah. But everybody is so helpful, and like everybody's always checking on you if you're okay, and like. I didn't know anything about bike, like seriously. For me, a bike was like riding is riding, you know? Yeah. But there's technique and there's like a lot of things that I learned for the past few weeks and I'm like, oh, I didn't know all of this. So it's cool to, I really like like challenge and learning something new and if it's something that I like, I will be like, okay, let's do it. Like, yeah. Are you, are you like playing around with the shifters? Do you shift through your yeah. riding and stuff? Yeah. Okay. It took me forever to understand yeah. that. It didn't click for me. Like, I would be in one gear throughout the whole ride. Oh, yeah? I would never shift. Yeah, it was oh, like, okay I was that. really bad with that. I don't know I'm why. I'm just uh, really scared on the downhills. Uh -huh. And like, that's stupid. Everybody likes that. But I really What's the longest ride that you've been on? 35 miles. 35 miles? Yeah, it was this one actually, to this the diamond here? and coming back. Cool. Yeah. But um, cool. yeah, for sure, like for the last triathlon, the bike was my weakest uh, thing, so yeah. I was like, I really need to work on it then. Because for this triathlon was 25 miles, right? And the most that I did before was 20. And I didn't practice. Nice, so yeah. So I was like, okay. That's great. Yeah, I need That's to. That's awesome. It, so. You've done the loop, right? You've gone into the yeah, Red Rock yeah, loop? Yeah, I do. How do you like that ride? It's challenging. It is hard. Like the first part, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. And second part, it goes too steep and I'm really, really scared and I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't yeah. enjoy it. But it's good, like it's challenging, so it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any, I think you have like a, some other friends from the ref too that ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it's called cool too. I mean, what type I, of? I started uh, riding with them actually. Okay. Uh, what type of cross training do you guys do, like outside of your regular uh, training for swimming? Do you guys do any other exercises or, you know, activities? It just depends, mainly just in the water. Some people don't do anything. Some people work out a little bit. It's very bit. personal. Yeah, like some girls do like yoga, Pilates, or yeah. running, biking. I heard you have a you have a dog. Yeah. You had a dog, right? And Bruce was telling me there was like some accident with your dog. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> I was freaking out for you. I was like, yeah. oh my god. I would... We went camping uh, in Duck Creek in Utah. Yeah. And um, we set up everything and we went uh, fishing. And she found on the ground like a, a fish hook and she ate it. That's insane. And so it was taken her. So how did you know? Because she had the fish line like on her mouth, and she was like, and I, I got so scared, and we went to, um, to the closest bed, which was like 45 minutes drive, and there a guy was like, I cannot do anything, you have to go to Vegas, so we went back. So we just dropped like nine hours, and she got a surgery, and it was stuck in her vocals actually, so it was like a $2,300 and that's it now she's good. What kind of dog is she? She's a mud like mixed. Big dog? Little no, dog? No, no, no. She's like Little dog? Medium size? Yeah. But I got really scared. That's crazy. I would be flipping out in that yeah. car. Yeah. I was just like driving. Was she moving around or anything? No, she was just like 
didn't know if you, I think it was painful. She was not saying anything, but I guess it was painful because. She's good now. Yeah, now she's cool. good, but like. Barking. Got, yeah. All right. She got a surgery and like anesthesia and stuff, and it's scary. Yeah. Pets are, are important. And it's crazy how pets, like, also. They're very intuitive and like they know when something's wrong. Like, yeah. With us, you know, yeah. like they come to you and like we have a cat and she's like she's literally a human. Like uh -huh. we live in her house. Like it's her house. She's very like demanding cat. Like, it's crazy. But anyways, um, I like animals. Um, so cool. I mean, you know, it's not it's not every. I've always wanted to meet like a performer. Vegas, you know, or in the shows, because, you know, Vegas is known for being the top in the world for these types yeah. of things, so, you know, everyone's an A player at these shows, a lot of competition to get in, um, everyone's, you know, I mean, everyone's just top of their game, you know, they're, they're just the best, so... Thanks so much for sharing like some insight into it. I know it's a little bit of time. We had to do a double recording here, but I really, really appreciate it. Um, I know, I know, it's been like a, a crazy path for you. So, you know, up until now, do you do you think you're going to be here in Vegas for a while, or do you see yourself kind of like moving? Or um, I'm sure, I'm sure you still have like some, you know, good time in, in synchronized swimming. I don't know like what the length of life. I don't know how long I'd be able to swim, like depending on my on my body, and and I don't know if if I want to do that for too long or if I want to have another career and stuff. So I don't know, kind of live like day by day, and cool. we'll see. Cool. So how to? Have you learned how to eat here in the states? How to what? How to eat? Have you learned how to how to eat? Because in the beginning you didn't know yeah, what to get. I mean. So what do you do now? Well, I cook French food. <laughs> I mean, I try to cook like uh, easy stuff, and I don't eat American yeah. food. And yeah, we cook at home a lot too. Yeah, we I love cooking, grow. so it's good. Yeah. But it's just uh, just need to find what you like and yeah. try stuff and be like, no. Do you think nutrition is something important uh, as a performer? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, as a performer, as an athlete too, like because your body needs something like. Yeah. You need to give like good things to your body to be performing. Like otherwise, like if you eat candies all day, you're gonna be injured all the time, and you like you, you need to give your your body like good things. I yeah. That's what I mean. Well, what's what's the French uh, approach to food? Tell us, because people want to know. People want to know the French diet. Not well, the French diet, but just like like you know when you when when you put something on on your table, right, and you just cook it, like. Are you thankful for that food? And you're like, man. Yeah. Like, do you ever think about that? Like, do you ever just appreciate the food that you have in front of you? Yeah, you have to. Right? Yeah. Because like, it has to be good, otherwise you don't eat. Because a lot of times we just sit down and just eat. Yeah, but right? and I mean, go watch TV my, or go yeah, leave it, or do something in else. In my you know? culture, like food is a big deal, you know. So for me, having dinner is not just to feel yourself, it's like to enjoy it, to sit down, to be with friends or like, who are nobody, but just sit and like enjoy it. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna eat because my body needs it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, kind of like a ritual, like in France, like to eat. Like we can have like dinner for two or three hours. Like it's, okay, I know it's crazy, but it's No, like, no, I know. In Peru it's the same thing. Food is so important. And like, I don't know, 
lot of like fruits and veggies and like kind of like easy thing I think like meat, rice and fish and things that I nothing like uh, already prepared or stuff like this like we don't eat that like just like natural things and like I would never buy like a frozen food or something like yeah. that you just put in the microwave and eat it like yeah. never even if I don't have time I prefer to don't eat that things than eating that. Totally. So Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I can remember last time I used my microwave at home. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Cool. What would you say to someone out there who's kind of like, you know, wanting to try out a new sport because, you know, you recently just found a bike, right? I mean, it's not something you've been doing a lot, so no, but you're, you're pretty new to it. Um, what would you suggest to someone who's kind of like, oh, I want to try it well, out? try different things. I tried a lot of things and I didn't like a lot of things. Like what? I, I tried like dance, like ballet and stuff like this. Okay. But this is, I mean, I'm synchronized swimmer, but I hate dancing. Okay. So this is not for me. Uh, I tried uh, jujitsu. Okay. Not for me. Okay. I tried boxing. It was fun, but I stopped. Um, I should have kept going a little bit. Uh, I mean, I like to try different things, but it's hard to for me to find something that I really like. So I'm happy that I found the bike that I like. Mm-hmm. And and then if you are really into it, just push yourself and challenge yourself because if you just go like this, sometimes, sometimes, like, I mean, I like to have goals and challenge myself. So mm-hmm. I think everybody is different, so- but for me, you don't have something to reach for. It's like training for what? So do, do what you love and love what you do. Exactly. Right? Um, so cool. If anyone out there ever wants to come out to Las Vegas, you have a friend at La Rev. Her name is Maite. She's the one with the uh, biggest smile on her on her shoe on her feet, um, sticking out of the water. Uh, you'll definitely see her out there having fun um, and enjoying life. Um, you know, it's it's not every day, and not everyone gets to do um, or I guess live in their passion. Um, Every day, you know, and, and that's that's really inspiring and, and something to uh, look forward to, you know. And, and you give people hope when, yeah. when, you know, that's what you do. You give people hope. Yeah. Like people want that. Yeah. Oh, even people like, want that, but they're scared to let go of stuff. So yeah. it's really good to see there's people really doing that. Yeah. You know but what also, mean? I remember somebody telling me one day I was a little bit like, oh, I'm tired. I don't really want to do the show. And somebody said. But you know that you're gonna change somebody's life in the audience tonight. Totally. And I was like, oh wow. When I saw that I, show, I, I left in the spot. Yeah, I, I was spot. like, I never thought about that before. Yeah. And since then, I'm like, every time I'm a little bit like, yeah, a little bit down, I'm like, yeah, there's people watching, and if you have eye contact with them, you're sure. gonna, uh, even not, but if you do, like, you're gonna change this person's life, like, you're gonna inspire them, and like, so that's why it's cool too. Well, it's like, funny too, because like, if you're in a big show like that, and you look a certain way, people swear that they're, look, yeah, that you're looking at them, yeah. right? Like, there's uh, two times during the show that we, we have this connection with the audience, yeah. and it's amazing, like, cool. we're like that far from them, like, yeah. it's very close. Just like 
That's good. That's good. People need that interaction. Yeah. Like, there's so many times that people don't don't they go throughout their day and they don't look at someone else. Yeah. You know, they're just like either look to the corner or up or back, and it's normal. But it's good to have that connection. Yeah. Um, so cool. Before we close out, um, can you send out or do you want to send out any you know um, good vibes or just like thanks to anyone that's kind of like been there for you, supported you at all? Just thank thank you to everybody, like yeah. my family and friends and coaches and everybody who's supporting me in my life for everything that I did. And uh, let's see what are the next adventures. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Maite. Thank you. Maite is a great example of the benefits of living out your passions. I can't think of someone else that you know I've talked to in the past month that is really doing this. Uh, Maite knew what she wanted to do at the age of 12, thus giving her more years of speciality experience. I mean, you know, being able to experience something firsthand is the best. There's nothing else like that. There's no textbook that can live out an experience for you. And of course, it also doesn't hurt having parents who trust your judgment at a young age without adding pressure to succeed. Maite's intuitive design to hard work and tenacity has led her to travel the world and perform her passion every night. So a huge shout out to her. And basically, you know, I'll end with this. It's hard work, knowing what you want and going after it. Is it that easy? Ask yourself that. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'm super thankful for your ongoing support. We have a lot of people sharing this podcast with your friends. And really, without your help, I wouldn't be able to continue doing this. So just sending you a lot of light, much love. Let's field talk next week. Until then, get in and explore. Peace. Peace.